friends and welcome to Real Feminism, the podcast where we discuss films from an intersectional feminist perspective. Today I am joined by my lovely co-hosts Aman. Hello. And Kareen. Hi. And today we are talking about Gremlins, the 1984 child-friendly, supposedly, Christmas film. <laughs> we'll get on to how not child-friendly that is a bit later, I'm sure. It's directed by Joe Dante, and we did have some ladies working behind the scenes. We had a lady called Tina Hirsch editing, but also Kathleen Kennedy was the executive producer, and she was one of the producers on Jurassic Park. So that was fun seeing her name come up again. I'm going to try and <laughs> describe the film. So Gremlins is a Christmas movie about a small town boy called Billy who gets given a Christmas gift by his dad that turns out to be this tiny little mugwai, adorable looking creature who, if he's fed after midnight, turns into a horrible monster that kills people. <laughs> and it was meant to be aimed at kids. Steven Spielberg was one of the producers, I believe, and really wanted it to be like a PG kids film. And it is not. <laughs> it is not that. So, in terms of our characters that we have to talk about, we have Kate. She is the love interest in the film. That's about all she does in the film. <laughs> we have Mrs. Deagle, who is just this old grumpy lady who I guess is also a land owner or a landlady, but she's mostly just grumpy and horrible to everyone, which I find quite funny. And then we have... Billy's mum, Lynn Peltzer, or Mrs. Peltzer. And then on the intersectional side, we have Mr. Wing, who is a Chinese mystical man who sells mystical things in his mystical shop. And then we have Roy Hansen, who plays a school teacher who Billy turns to for help in working out what the hell these creatures are. So, <laughs> should we talk about whether or not it passes the Bechdel tests? first yeah it doesn't yeah that's what i was thinking when i watched it it really doesn't no i mean the female bechdel test i think it's it's so there's a scene where mrs deagle is talking to a woman called mrs harris she's with her kids and she's oh, like oh please yeah yeah please can you let us pay money later on like we, we haven't got any money she's like screw you guys no <laughs> So I guess it kind of passes it there because she is a named character on IMDb and they're talking together about something that's not to do with a man. It doesn't pass the intersectional one though, at all. Yeah, and even that poor lady, that's just scraping through, isn't it? They're not even like main characters really because, mm. for example, this woman with this with her kids were like asking to pay later. We don't even know why she made the movie in the first place. Like, really? She doesn't, she's not very useful to the story. She doesn't bring anything. So it just seemed like, I don't know, they wanted to pass the bell shell test and put like two women talking to each other about uh, something else other than the man. <laughs> and, but other than this, I don't uh, really understand why she's in the movie at all. I don't know whether it's so that Mrs. Deagle has a moment to be horrible yeah. because that's her whole character. She's just unkind and mean. Even this character, I don't, I actually forgot about this character when I. <laughs> watch a movie and it was like why is she here like why is she mean why is she mean to the dog like wh what is her problem with the dog like now she's gonna kill it and she's gonna come into the night to steal the dog <laughs> oh my god I, that was really unnecessary yeah. i really like um the bit where she's i think someone says oh good morning mrs deagle and she's like what's good about it 
and carries on. I'm like, it's great. <laughs> um, can I check? You know the gremlins? Mm. They're all male, aren't they? So Lee and I were talking about this, and he said that he thinks they're genderless. But in the second Gremlins movie, there is a female Gremlin. So I'm like, well, they've kind of by default made the others male then, if they've got a lady one. But also I think because Gizmo is male, I guess because all the Gremlins have come from him, that makes them male. But yeah. I just love the fact that they come from his ass. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you think about the film, Armin? Because you've never seen it before. No, I watched it for the first time this morning. It made me laugh out loud. I really loved it. I really, really loved it. And sorry, Corinne, I just don't understand what was scary about it. But then I am watching it as a 30-something-year-old woman and not as a child. But I really did enjoy it. And you know what? How can anyone be upset with Gizmo? Like, he is the cutest little thing. And to be fair to him, other than creating the spawns, he hasn't done anything wrong. Like he is just sat there in his little, you know, rucksack, just carrying on with his day. Oh my God, when he looks sad and he's scared, I'm like, <laughs> But my favorite, favorite scene is, you know, when they're in the cinema and mm. they're all singing, hi ho, that was brilliant. <laughs> like, that was, oh my God. Uh, that was my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed the film. Corinne has a different take on, on Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair okay. to say. So I do not like this movie. I rewatching it today was more like, why do they target children? This is a horrible movie. Basically, you have this tough animal because Gizmo is like this tough animal that we like all love. Like a Furby. Yeah, exactly. And then basically when you put water on it, it's like a very dangerous pet that if you put water on it, if you, if you feed it after midnight, it can kill you because that's what happens basically. They start killing people. And then it's, and also like the, even when they, they transform and they breed and everything, this is scary. I have, okay, so the context is, I saw this movie when I was like maybe like nine, the first time, and it gave me nightmares. So this, and I totally understand, like, you can see them crawling, they, you don't, like, they seem very, um, they're scary. So, and this movie, there's so many things for me that, that don't make sense. That, for instance, I don't, I just, I'm, I was baffled, I was like, and there's also a horrible story, the girl uh, who's that. Yeah, that, that was really weird. about this? Can we talk about why this yeah. woman... Christmas because her dad tried to go through the chimney and they burn him they burn him and that's how they discover where the dad is. I mean I'm sorry, but what kind of fucked up story is this? That's my favourite part of the film. Because when I first saw it and she was saying like, Oh, I don't like Christmas and you got to the moment when you find out why, I thought she was gonna say dad left us when she then was leading with he dressed up as Santa Claus and tried to go down the chimney to surprise us but got stuck and died. It was there for days. It was like why why is this in this what what this is nothing what is going on and also earlier on in the film she says to billy i wrote down the line while everyone's opening up their presents they're opening up their wrists because not everyone's happy at christmas (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell this girl is all right i understand why she's traumatized like she thought her dad left and then they burn him so it's kind of a weird story, and I'm sorry, but why? Like, this is a Christmas kids movie, apparently. I don't know. Was it really targeted to kids? Because I'm thinking it's, mm. 
it, it must have been like PG thirteen or something. I don't know. Lee, could you interject because you understand? Uh, it was not the first PG thirteen film, but it was aimed at children, and Steven Spielberg fought to get it PG thirteen. And he tried to get it a PG in the UK, and the BBFC were like, no. <laughs> the lowest rating we can give this is a fifth dude. Yeah, because there's bits like when, obviously, obviously the mum's walking under the knife, and, and then, then there's another the the bit when, like, like one of the gremlins is, like, in the food processor. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, no, there's gremlins in the edit. Only there was somebody close by with natural scented soy candles. Wait a minute, who's this? Get out of here, you! Go on, get out! This bit isn't even from the first movie. It's from Gremlins 2. Who are you and what is that festive scent coming from that candle? It is me, Georgia, from Oros Candles. That festive fragrance is figgy pudding. It's just one of the many varieties of vegan candles available on my website, oros.com. No animals or insects are harmed in the making. Gremlins are another story. God bless you, Georgia, from Aurus.com. My pleasure. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody, and enjoy the rest of the show. To, to go back to the woman. So the mom is actually one of the characters, actually like a badass at some point. But even her, she's so, like, she, she looked like this step of wife who doesn't really have a personality, and she's very bland, and the only moment that she's interesting is when she starts killing them. And even then, after she's been attacked by one in the Christmas tree, I mean, this scene is just out of this next level thing. And and I don't know, it didn't age well, I think. Yeah, she's very mute and mild, isn't she? Mm. And like, she puts up with her husband's inventions, and she's she's like a well, she's an actual housewife. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing I love about the film are all of the dad's inventions that, again, don't need to be in the film. It doesn't really make. It doesn't really do anything to the plot, but I love that he's, they're just trying to make orange juice and coffee and even just to get eggs yeah. or something and they're all, all of his inventions are awful. I quite enjoyed that, but I thought it was quite sweet that she was supporting him in his inventions. I mean, maybe not the best thing to do. Maybe she needs to be like, okay, you clearly can't do this. But she was my favourite character, I think. So I was fully expecting when she was at home and realised the gremlins were in her house, I was fully expecting her to just like run and scream and call for help. But instead she just, yeah, puts one in a blender, puts one in a microwave, stabs one and doesn't, oh, there was a line she says something, um, get out of my kitchen! And then she stabs one of the gremlins. So that's great. Good for her. It's like get out of my kitchen. It's so it's so cliche. It's yeah. like it's fine in the house, but the kitchen is another problem. It's like I don't know. And she just made so many delicious Christmas biscuits that they were eating. I would be mad at that. But how dare you? <laughs> no, she is very like she does seem quite meek throughout the rest of the film and is just like a housewife type character. I was very disappointed by Kate because I thought she did things in this film, but no, she does fuck all. No, and she actually threw them in the bar for like, there was like a full five minutes when she's like, so, like this scene doesn't make sense either. But don't <laughs> her, and they, she's just like serving them drinks and food, and you're just like, why are you, why are you not running away? Like, I don't, 
when she decided to run away at some point and flashes them at some it was it's a very weird scene and she's not very useful because she doesn't do anything she does in the in the end doesn't she she puts all the lights on yeah but she does that because billy tells her to i mean to be fair she wouldn't know though would she because yeah i guess that the bright lights is a problem yeah, I guess so. But she also manages to turn on the water fountain while she's yeah turning on the lights. And I was like, oh, God, she's, got, she's activated the water. Oh, yeah, she does figure out. So, you know, when she's flashing the camera and she realises that they don't like oh. bright light there. But I was saying to Lee, like, it's such a shame that because it would have been so easy for her to have been like, I'm going to go find the lights. You go and get striped. Mm. And it wouldn't have changed anything about the story or the plot. The outcome could have been the same. But it would have been nice for her to have been like, yeah. I'll do this and you do that instead of him being like, go find the lights. She's like, all right. But I suppose sure. he had to take some responsibility because it was his pet and he messed <laughs> up. So, because it's funny because if she had done that, then we'd be sat here going, well, she had to clean up his mess. Yeah. So, like, they just... can't win. Like, I know it's a feminist podcast, but maybe. <laughs> I just thought she did more. Like, as Green said, even in that bar scene, I was like, surely there were other people in the bar that she was serving before the gremlins turned up and they're all gone. Why is she still serving them? I mean, unless she couldn't get out because she was behind the bar. I don't know, but I was like, why are you doing? Don't serve them. I know, because there was so much potential because the character's so dark anyway. Mm. They could have taken, they could have done so much more because she wasn't, because when she, when we first met her, I was like, oh, here we go. Like another pretty, like, love interest. Mm. But actually you realise there's, there's more to her than that. Yeah, then actually she could have like gone a bit like, you know, schizo on that one. I shouldn't say that. Look, take that. <laughs> she could have gone a bit like psycho. Can't even say that. What's the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's, she she's very troubled. Yeah, but she could have gone a bit more like aggressive with them in the bar. Yeah. And like actually like, yeah, done more to get rid of them. Yeah, like why wasn't she trying to kill them and escape i know that the mum had less to deal with but like being literally subservient oh at some point i thought she was enjoying it come on like you were in a bar and all these little gremlins are like (laughs) having the time of their lives like it looked like a fun party maybe she was like let's just see where this goes maybe maybe she was like i guess this is my night yeah also she's working at that bar for free is she yeah so there are a few things that so she's, I guess, just being portrayed as like a really kind person. Because when we first see her, she's asking Billy to sign a petition mm. to help some people locally. And then she says, I think to Billy, oh yeah, it's when they're in the pub and he's talking to that weird guy who's like, you're wasting your life. But yeah, at that point, Kate serves them and Billy's like, oh, I didn't realise he worked in. She's like, yeah, I'm helping out so-and-so. I guess because they're not making enough money. So she's working for them for free, which is too nice. Mm. Unless it's, I guess, a family member and it's a family business, maybe. But even then, I don't know. But she also, when Billy asks her out, and says, oh, have you got nights where you're not working at the bar? She's like, yeah, Thursdays. Like, is that your only day off yeah. when you already have a day job? You're being walked all over, Kate. That's not, that's not great. <laughs> she had a traumatic childhood. <laughs> when she was telling that story about her dad, one of my favourite bits was at the end, she's like, that's how I found out there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Laugh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Like, that's the worst part of that story. Like, and Santa Claus isn't even real. 
But I'm really sorry. I know her dad was trying to do a sweet thing, but who actually really goes down chimneys? No one. Like, oh, yeah. This. No one. Like, like, me. So what stupid. Are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So basically, when, oh, because he dies when they go in, right? Mm. So he couldn't, like, scream. Like, nobody, uh, it's a weird story. Oh, did she say he broke his neck? Yeah, because yeah. he slipped. But, like, he would have died anyway. Because unless chimneys in America are huge, like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, how could he even climb down it or up it or whatever he was trying to do? What? Uh, and dress the Santa, so he would be with, with presents. <laughs> don't because <laughs> they found him with presents. <laughs> oh my gosh! I did kind of like that she was saying that everyone likes Christmas, the suicide rate goes up at Christmas every year. And I was like, yeah, that's true. I agree with you. Like, I thought that when she starts, like, talking about Christmas and how not everybody has to love Christmas, and you, I mean, she had, good, like, good argument for it. But then she went kind of crazy and told the story, <laughs> story and you just, like... Okay, I don't understand why you don't like Christmas. Like, you have a good reason. It's fine. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but I think whenever that bit happens, uh, when she's saying not everyone has to like Christmas, Lee always looks at me and is like, see, not everyone has to love it. I'm like, well, but it's Christmas. But, yeah, and also when, when she tells him, like, she doesn't like Christmas, the guy's like, oh, no, but everybody's supposed to be happy on Christmas. And she's like, no, there's a high suicide rate and everything. And you're like, this is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> maybe it is though Cohen maybe it is because it's it's like it's okay it's okay not to be okay you know yeah with gremlins it's not yeah it's okay to <laughs> I really love the gremlins I just think they're hilarious sorry they do yeah but they do it in like a cute way and then they're like giggling <laughs> when they're like <laughs> they're, yeah like when he when he's like messing around with the traffic lights he's like he's having so much fun i personally like it when they mess up mrs deagle's stirlet oh yeah but when they're christmas caroling that is so cute <laughs> okay i think you see this with a very like an <laughs> think about this when you're eight and you're watching this movie yeah. oh no i completely appreciate that i'm sure when i was eight i probably there- no i was when I was eight so I would have enjoyed it <laughs> okay so we were you always keep talking about how Gizmo is supposed to be cute and everything and I disagree with you even though I know oh I know it's so cute it's adorable and and also the fact that you should not have this to like nobody should have this pet this is dangerous. Like he said, there's with every Mokwa, you, sh- you have responsibilities. And I don't even know the moral of this movie. Like, it's basically like this happened, they kill a bunch of people, and then it's like, okay, then we're moving on. I don't know. It's a weird movie. The moral of the movie is listen to the wise man, but no one ever does. No. And also, just ask. Yeah. I know there wouldn't have been a movie, but why not just go to the man that gave you the mugwai to begin with and go, hey, shit's kind of hit the fan. What do we do about this? I don't know whether it's because the dad is so useless. Oh, yeah. he's just looks me upset. What's wrong with saying the dad? The dad's not around. Oh, he's not around, is yeah, he? Because he's at the conference. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I guess. Because mm. I know Billy goes to talk to him about it once, and it, the dad just seems excited that we now have more mugwai. And he's going to turn them into the family pelts a pet 
and sell them. But everyone did. Even the teacher did. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. I mean, the fact that nobody seems to be afraid that they have, a, like, a small animal that nobody heard of and can multiply with water. And people are like, yeah, this is fun. We're going to have them all the time. Like, how? I don't understand. Like, how can you don't see the danger in this? I don't know. And to be fair, they look nothing like Gizmo. No. So that's a big giveaway that they're going to be weird. They're assholes. They are the ones that spawn from Gizmo are really mean to him and they're not nice. And poor Gizmo is just just trying to live his life and have fun and sing and watch TV. That's my question because after watching this movie, I was like, so what's the difference really between, because only Gizmo is a nice one, all the other ones are not nice. Hmm. Why are they transforming into gremlins, really? Is it is there a problem to this? I don't understand. When they eat. Yeah, but like, they're okay. They're really mean. They could be mean at being like Gizmo, I don't know. Or like Mogwai. I guess because the Mogwai are cute and fluffy and the gremlins are all scaly and claws. That's my guess. But they only turn mean once they've eaten, haven't they? Yeah. You say that, but I think when they're the Mogwai, they string up Billy's dog and fairy lights. And they chew through his alarm or his clock. Oh, like his alarm so that he thinks it's time to eat yeah. feed them. Yeah. So he's like, oh, it's okay, it's before midnight. And they're like... <laughs> so they're like little cheeky, but they're not like going to murder anyone. No. And then you feed them and then they become murderers. Yeah. Fine line. <laughs> it is in life. Fine line between being cute and cheeky and hideous and a murderer. <laughs> So, shall we have a quick chat about Roy Hansen, who's the only black character in the film, and how he dies first? (laughs) So, he gets stabbed in the ass, doesn't he? So, he is feeding the gremlin and has his hand underneath the desk, and the gremlin, I don't know whether he bites him, and then, yeah, you pan down and he's got an injection in his bum. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, because because it's, it's a vengeance, because... He took blood from the Mogwai before. So even this one was mean already and basically then killed, like, yeah, it's a, is it the first person to die? Yeah, because they all turn into gremlins about the same time. And I think once you see him dying, we then go to the mum who then kills them all. Mm. So yeah, he's the first one to die, which is very typical of any black people in horror films slash children's films. Mm. But at least he's like a, but he's a teacher, so it's a good role. Like normally they're the police officers or like they're the cleaners of the, the they'd be the janitor of the school. Yeah. Like, but he is an actual teacher. That's a good role to be casting. Yeah, I agree. I quite liked, he was obviously very hardworking and excited about this new discovery because it was, I think, gone 2am when he leaves mm. after like studying the, the Mugwai. Yeah. I guess Billy didn't tell him about the rules, like don't feed them after midnight, which was stupid. They all forgot. It's like when the dad first brought him here home, and it's only when the mum takes the picture mm. that he's like, oh yeah, I have some rules to tell you, because he's like, right now, right now. I like it when he's coming out of his little box and you just see his little paws coming up over the little side, <laughs> and then he's so freaking cute. I don't, I cannot see it as true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Nothing bad had happened then, not even then, like when he was just like this innocent little... Yeah, but that's a possibility. The risk, the risk is too high. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, they're gonna, eventually someone's going to die, and I don't want it to be me, so... No, I, they're not cute. They're dangerous. 
I'll cancel the Furby I got you for Christmas. <laughs> Dear listeners, when we last spoke to Corrine, she said we should burn Gizmo before he has a chance to turn into a Kremlin, which I don't agree with. I see mm. her point, but it has tarnished my view of Corrine forever. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the fact that like he basically steal this mogwai from the guy, which is very weird too. Like you don't really understand. There's so many like plots in this movie that just don't have answers. We're just mm. moving on to something else. So he basically steal the mogwai, then at, and the same guy come back at the end uh, to take it back, and you just like I don't wh- why. It just doesn't mean, doesn't, I don't know. Mr. Wing. Should we talk about him? Because I did Google the actor and he is Chinese, but he was born in America. And I think he was raised in America. He was born in 1904. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, I was having a great time reading about this man's life. Apparently he was a huge, like, Chinese-American actor. But the way he's portrayed is very, like, mystical, oriental man with, like, one eye that's... I don't know whether it's clouded or blind in one eye. I don't know. And he's got this long pipe that he's smoking at the beginning and doesn't really talk and obviously just is in this shop full of mystical artifacts and weird objects. And it's all dark in there and mystical. <laughs> That's the main word. Is it stereotypical? I don't... I feel like often Chinese characters are presented as being like some kind of mystic, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Or dismissed because when he said, where did you get it from? He's like, oh, just some junk shop yeah in chinatown and you're like well actually the artifact yeah yeah it's not a junk shop it was weird that scene because the dad makes a joke where he says something about having a bad case of dragon breath and then there's a yeah. gong sound but i noticed that but yeah that then he realized what he said right and then he changed it but yeah that was racist yeah it was not okay. I felt quite sad for the boy, who I think is just described as the boy on Instagram, uh, Instagram on um, IMDb. So I didn't include him in the characters, but he's he obviously brought the dad in from the street and was like, mm. oh, my granddad's shop's got loads of stuff. And then he sells the mugwai to the dad because he's like, we need that money. Which I was like, oh, that's, that's quite sad. But they're like, no, I'm going to ignore what my granddad said because we need money. Uh, it seems very also like, okay, so the granddad said no. Then he says, go outside and I'll give it to you. And then he gets it. It seems like you, it, it's such like, doesn't really make sense. It's just like, okay, it's, mm. it's a very dangerous thing. Like the reason that he said that was for, because it's actually dangerous to have a gizmo and you should not have it for anyone. Very easy to like buy it for it from it. And nobody actually knows about this. And it's, I, I wouldn't say it was a cliche of how they show like um, China because it's not really, but mm. the way it's like this mysterious Chinatown which looks like nothing like Chinatown, but the, the mystic that they're trying to create around that is it's not inappropriate because it's not, it's just not very, not very right, I would say. Was really. mm. also, I think for me, it was the fact that they made them poor. Yeah. Like they're poor people in Chinatown selling junk because they're trying to, you know, some money or, you know, great buy to live that was for me like why do they have to make them poor yeah also at the end when he turns up to pick up Mm -hmm. gizmo he says to hear one has only to listen which just felt very like old wise man prophetic (laughs) knowledge he was passing on i can't remember is is mr wayne in the second film Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so he turns out. I think that's when we find out he's called Mr. Wayne. There is a gremlin in drag in this one, and when they're sat in the oh, park. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. And also, one of the gremlins flashes at Kate, which um, was weird. <laughs> in his flash of Mac, he's just opening up. This movie has so many weird scenes that just don't make sense, and but they're. I mean, some of them make me laugh. I have to say, now I can have like a setback from it, and it was like. This is actually this is bad, but this is funny. Right? <laughs> I I do find it makes me feel really Christmassy as well, and I don't know why. But wow. there is I, a guy <laughs> die like, in this chimney. I'm sorry, but this is just like um, Christmas is not as fun as I thought it would be. I don't know, but I, at the end, I think it's really nice when the dad's saying, "So if ever your TV is on the fritz or your lights are not working." there might just be a gremlin in your house or something like that. But the way he's saying it just feels, it makes me feel really cosy. I don't know why. It just feels really like, nostalgic. It's okay. Santa's coming down the chimney. There might be a gremlin in your TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just really like it. I've watched it the last, Lee showed it to me two years ago and I've watched it every Christmas since and bought it on DVD to show my friends last year. And they're like, what is this film? Like, it's amazing. I mean, age, I wouldn't say age very well. Like, you can see with, like, some of the special effects are, like, really dated. Yeah. And that's why I think now that I see it, I'm, like, not as scared because it's mostly, like, it's not very well done. But, I mean, it was in the 80s. It's not as scary as it was 30 years ago. What about the little guns that the gremlins have? Like, they're two occasions where they have these tiny tiny little gremlin ice guns that no idea where they got those from <laughs> they are cute i thought you were gonna say it has an age well because you know that guy that gets snow plowed like he's racist yes like the rate uh, the foreign car and the foreigners and you know mm. that hasn't aged well at all no yeah that is killed by his own american truck so yeah mm. He's in the second film, so... Wow, how did he die? I, I honestly don't know, but he is he survives that and is in the second film somehow. <laughs> but yeah, he keeps saying, like, oh, goddamn foreign TV, goddamn foreign cars. And... Oh, that's the other thing that Kate did that was nice. She made sure he didn't drive home drunk. Yeah. And was like, oh, perhaps he should walk. And he's like, oh, yeah, perhaps I should walk, as if he'd had the idea himself. <laughs> oh, typical man. Yeah. It's very typical. It's like when the TV wasn't working and he said to his wife, like, what have you done now? And she's like, uh, you've got the remote. Like, why is it her fault? <laughs> she's so cheery as well. She's just happy to be alive. And he's so grumpy and horrible and racist. She loves Christmas. She's very happy about the decoration and everything. It's a very, yeah. But they thought they died killed by the truck. By the truck. I mean, it would make sense that they did, but apparently, no. They're in the, they're in the second one. Well, again, we talk about the police that see Santa Claus being killed in front of them and just drives off. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're small-town cops who probably don't even have to deal with anyone being murdered and they just saw a man being eaten by a gremlin. <laughs> and I think they were drunk, right? Or at least one of them was drunk. No, but they just drives out. Like, the guy's like, saw the car, saw the car. You're like, what is happening? What is your job? There's a <laughs> You have guns. Do something. No, they just drive off and that's okay. They must have left that old lady as well then because she had been ejected from the house by <laughs> 
that's one of my favorite bits so good oh can i just you know the lady the, the angry lady what's her oh name? yeah mrs deagle my only thing with her is why do they make old women grumpy and cat women i was gonna say she's portrayed as a bit of a crazy cat lady when you yeah. see her in her house and she's talking to her cats the, the female roles are slightly ste- well they're very stereotypical yeah oh i did write down something that she said to the cat um she's like is everyone here she's talking to all the cats gathering them around <laughs> uh, no i agree with that man every character every female character is such a, a cliche between the girlfriend who's basically doesn't do anything but here to be like um, she's pretty and she's just around the mother's like uh in the kitchen and she uh listened to what the like she has to endure everything that the husband that that want to do this weird cat woman who's like mean to everybody like none of the female characters are actually like normal they're just like very cliche on on the character it's very weird and they're not that interesting either. The only thing I'd say with Mrs. Deagle is that she seems to have an awful lot of power in the town and everyone is terrified of her and kind of does whatever they can to please her. Is that because she's crazy cat lady? Or just really rich because she lives in that huge yeah, house yeah, and she yeah. must have... I'm guessing she owns loads of houses that she rents or something because that woman was saying, can you... Yeah, but then she's like the rich, snobby, mean lady. Yeah. She does make me laugh a lot. It's not really explain who she is and why does she have this power over people, but she seems to be mean to to everyone and really hate the dog. What's <laughs> <laughs> her power with the dog is? <laughs> like I'm gonna kill it, and you're just like this is extreme. <laughs> well, she thinks the dog destroyed her beautiful glass snowman or whatever it was that was imported from wherever. <laughs> That's why she goes marching in with that big snowman's head. It's like your dogs. Broke my snowman. And even actually, I was thinking, like, just looking around, you know, in that town, like, in the queue and all those little things. Everyone was white. Mm. There wasn't, like, you know how in most movies you get a mixture of people in the background? There wasn't really a mixture of people. Do we know what this movie is supposed to be taking place? I'm assuming it was in the 80s, like, in real time. Yeah, but I mean, what city? Like, because... It goes to New York in Chinatown, then he flies back home, but I don't know where home is. Yeah, I think it's meant to just be like a generic small American town, I guess. Roy and Mr. Wing are the only two people, other than the, the child. But yeah, there's no, I think with all of the other films, there have been some background people who aren't white, but with this one, it was just, everyone was white. Like, even in the bar and, yeah, everyone. I was having so much fun watching it, I didn't notice that or pick up on that. <laughs> I have to say, I didn't write that down. Now I've started watching films for the podcast, like, with a different perspective. Because mm. I never normally write notes, obviously, when I watch a film. <laughs> uh, and also, like, <laughs> and I notice things. But then I'm also very conscious that am I overlooking into things as well? I think that's fine, um, though, because you picked up that The Terminator is basically the story of Jesus. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and me, like, overthinking <laughs> Which I was like, oh my god, that's genius, you're totally right. Um, I think that's fine. I think, But that's basically what people do in English literature when they analyse books. Like, I remember at school being like, did the author really think that when they wrote that line? Yeah. Or did they just think, we'll have blue curtains in this house, that will do, I like blue. I'm really trying to see if this movie, The Gremlins, have more to say than what they showed, because I'm trying to, like, be... There was something interesting that Lee told me about that a few people think the film is racist 
because the gremlins are giving fried chicken. Oh. I've not seen the show, but according to the show Dear White People, the gremlins are racist because they don't like their hair getting wet, they love fried chicken, and they wear sunglasses at night. Okay. It feels like a stretch for me. Or are they meant to be black gremlins? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> it's also potentially racist against the Chinese because they are essentially Chinese, the enemy. And there was a thing in the uh, 80s called the Chinese invasion. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess the Mogwai is Chinese. Yeah. I don't know. People do this with a lot of fantasy. There's a podcast I listen to called Witch Please, where they analyse the Harry Potter books. And they were saying that the goblins are a representation of Jewish people because of like their hook noses and their obsession with money. Like There's a lot of Jewish stereotypes. And I'm not very good at picking up on stuff like that because to me I'm like oh but they're just goblins I don't I'm not good at thinking about it in the context of how this has been this is a creature that's not real it's being created by someone well for the Harry Potter one I think it's more than just the idea of being like a representation of uh, Jewish people also come from that this is how the stereotype in the beginning of the 20th century when you would see like caricatures of Jewish people it was it was looking a lot like goblins and that's why the they make the the connection between the, these two things I don't think here I don't for the black people I really don't see it like I, I, the fried chicken I, I mean I barely noticed that the hair thing didn't didn't see it at all mm-hmm. and the sunglasses I'm like is it the thing that we is it a thing that we do as black people? Yeah. <laughs> I think it, in the 80s, it would, well, it's been seen that uh, that was like gang culture. But it's only one gremlin that wears sunglasses yeah. and they only eat fried chicken once. They eat all kinds of stuff. And also, okay, if they would have like give them like listening to rap and like where it, like, yeah. it would be like, okay, maybe like there's something here. But this, like, I didn't see it. Like, I think it's, like, trying to find something. Yeah, is that referring to the chicken in the fridge? Yeah, I think so. Which isn't covered up, which was more upsetting to me. And I was like, that's a lot of chicken left over. Yeah. Like, what, was she planning a party and no one arrived? Like, who (laughs) just has that in their fridge? But I did. I didn't realize it was fried. To be fair, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't. Yeah. No. I. I didn't really either. Um. I've just remembered my other favorite thing that the gremlins say when they're hungry. They're like yum yum. <laughs> yeah. <I also> love. <laughs> um. Shall we rate the film? There wasn't as much to talk about as I thought there would be because I honestly thought Kate did more. Than she did, which was why I was like, "Oh my god, let's see Gremlins. The mum is really cool. Kate must have done something too." <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, this is going to get a low rating. Shocker! Like basically everything that we <laughs> re-review. Apart from Bender like Beckham. Apart from Bender like Beckham. Bender like Beckham. Can I say, like, I'm sorry, but the thing is, Christmas movie usually are not very feminist. No. Well, Lee and I were talking about it, and also most of them are about men. Like, if you think about things like Home Alone, and I really love A Muppet's Christmas Carol, but, I, like, I guess Miss Piggy's in it. <laughs> I'm sure that character's really outdated. <laughs> Probably, and also I think she's voiced by a man. I don't know if it's still mm-hmm. Frank Oz who does Kermit. There's just not enough to talk about. And, yeah, most Christmas films seem to be about men. Just really 
Well, it's always about Santa Claus, isn't it? If it's not about Santa Claus, then yeah. it's a Grinch. He's oh, a man. I do love Elf. Grinch. Elf might be interesting to see one year because I seem to remember Zoe Deschanel's character being a bit of a manic pixie dream girl. What about The Holiday? Oh, I don't like this movie either. What Christmas films do you like, Corinne? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might be easier to ask. <laughs> no, but you know, I remember the time when my dad tried to go to come. <laughs> 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 Ooh. Okay, what shall we give this film for representation of women out of five? One. Yeah. The, there are women in it, and the mum kills a lot of gremlins, so I think a one is fine. And mm-hmm. representation of intersectional characters, people. I mean, they have some, so... Yeah. And one of them is not defined by the colour, like the teacher. Like, yeah. The character has nothing to do with what he's doing in the movie. Mm-hmm. when the Chinese guy, basically, the whole role is about him being Chinese and mysterious and everything. I would still give it two? I don't know. I was going to say one and a yeah, half. I was going to say one. You, I was actually going to say zero. You guys are being... Oh, no, you can't be zero because there is an actual, like, black person in okay. it. I think one, though, because, I mean, he doesn't really do that much. And he, they kill him off first. And I, I just don't think Mr. Wing's character is that much of a positive representation. So I think one. Wow, this really scored badly. <laughs> yeah, the so Gremlins gets two out of ten. But still a hilarious Christmas movie for all the family. <laughs> <laughs> I need it to be like daylight. Because yeah. I saw it as a kid. So I have to imagine, this, I saw this movie when I was nine in school. Because we had like an auditorium and we saw this movie because it was targeted to kids. So we were all screaming and it was a traumatic experience. So this is why I do not like this movie. And I needed to stay on daylight because when it's all dark, this is creepy. Come on, I feel like you need to like let it go. Like. <laughs> No, there's some, like, I think now I've seen it again, because I, I haven't seen it since then. I feel like it, it, it's, I don't know, I have I managed to take some distance from it and be like, it's not as good as I thought it would be, not as scary as I thought it would be. So it's okay. And I'll closure, closure now. But I don't, like, I'm, I'm really wondering, how do you do the marketing for this? Because, I'm sorry, you think this is cute, but as a kid... You would not think like having like a small mogwai in your house will be fun. Oh, absolutely, I would. I, would <laughs> I do really love Gizmo. I'm sorry. Like when I first watched it, I was like, oh, throughout the whole thing, I was just so. I was thinking maybe my six-year-old cousin's too young. No, maybe I'll give it a few. No, years. it's aimed at six-year-old. <laughs> Like, I was thinking maybe I'll let him watch it with me. No, no. He'd love it. He would love it. Like, it would be right up his street. Thanks for listening, feminist friends. Kind of not surprising, I guess, that Gremlins only got two out of ten. But what can you do? If you want to let us know what you thought of Gremlins and whether you agree with our rating of two out of ten, then you can find us at Real Feminism, real spell R-E-E-L, on Instagram and Facebook. And we'll be back in your ears in two weeks' time where we will be talking about the mask of Zorro. Very excited about this. <laughs> but until then, thank you very much to my co-hosts and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.